Welcome back, mother lovers, to another episode of Last Call at McLaren's How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh, joined by my best bud, John. How you doing, man? I am doing great, as always. Down hey to talk you. about some How I Met Your Mother. That's right. And we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Ted Mosby, Architect. Architect. Yeah, that's right. It's going, to be a, it's going to be a good one. I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. This is but, uh, one of my favorite episodes of yeah. like the early seasons. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. Uh, I, I was happy that we uh, we we got to this episode already because I was like, yeah, I love this one. But uh, before we jump into the episode, uh, for those of you who aren't following us on Twitter, first off, get up on the Twits. Yeah, get up right. on there at Last Call H I M Y M. Follow us there. You know, I like to drop funny pictures and and cool tweets and and stuff like that. But uh, we put out an announcement just the other day that we officially will be covering How I Met Your Father when it comes out. Uh, it drops on, I think, the 18th of this month. Uh, and so, you know, as these episodes come out, we will be covering them. Uh, we'll be dropping episodes of the uh, of How I Met Your Mother coverage on Mondays. So you'll still get that. <coughs> and How I Met Your Father will be on Fridays. So remember... M for Monday, M for Mother, F for Friday, F for Father. It just happened to work out that way. It just—I thought about that when you originally like tweeted that, and I was like, it just so happens to work. It's like how I met your Mondays and how I met your Fridays. That's right, dude. That could have been a great podcast name. <laughs> how I been. met your Monday. Yeah, it definitely would have been. But yeah, so be sure to check us out twice a week once that when that uh, when that drops. Now, uh, we're gonna be putting that stuff out. <clears throat> we we've been talking about how I met your father quite a bit lately too. And yeah. Josh and I had this discussion the other day that how are they going to try to link the two shows together? Is it actually going to try to link together? Because we I both so. know they've admitted that it's going to take place in like the same universe. Yeah. So there's obviously going to be that potential for an overlap. And Josh and I were like, well, what characters? And I know we were talking about this on like the last episode we did where like you said something about how cool it would be if uh, Ted and Tracy made an appearance in there somewhere. Yeah, because like, because in the show, when they're like doing like flashbacks and stuff, you yeah, know, or flash, I guess technically flash forwards or whatever you want to call them, uh, we see them in 2022. It's New Year's Day, 2022. Yep, she's got a hangover. He's got the the green hangover the green mix stuff. here, and their kids jump. Both their kids jump in the bed. So like, they, they're they're a full family in 2022. Yeah, you know, like, now they could. Like I said, I think that the only character that can really link both shows together isn't anybody from the main cast. I think it's going to be Ranji. I think that would be awesome. I had really put some thought into this where I was like, man, there are so many side characters that could easily like come and go. You could get uh, you could get Mister uh, Randy Warmpiss. You, you could get somebody like Artillery. Dude, uh, yeah, the the side character would be great. So you know, get like Doug. Remember Doug? Yep, the bouncer guy. And, and that's what I'm saying. In. There could be so many of them, but none of them would make as much sense as Ranjit would. Yes, because Ranjit, Ranjit, would, be Ranjit awesome. would either still be driving a cab or a limo at this point, yeah. or he could have, you know, be doing something on the side. We never really see Ranjit unless he's driving. That's we don't true. know what he does in his other time. Yeah. So it would be so easy for them to get in a taxi at one point, and he just turns around, and he's like, "Hello." And I mean, that'd be awesome. Maybe, maybe Wendy got a different job at a different bar. 
I mean, oh. and, and she was one of the ones that came to mind, too. And I was like, it just really depends on what a lot of these people are doing, I guess. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's a lot of possible. It's only a 10 episode season, I believe. Yes. Um, but there is still a lot of possibility for small side characters to pop in, or even the possibility of a main cast member or two to pop in. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be, it would also be really cool to see, like, excuse me, you know how sometimes, <clears throat> like, you get, like, those cool moments in High Mighty Mother where they do, like, the flashbacks to a thing, mm-hmm. and, like, there's, like, that moment. It'd be really cool to see, like, a flashback moment, but from a different angle, and it's in the background. Yeah. Like, do you remember, like, when Marshall was trying to go to the one, <coughs> I think it was when he was going to Garrison Coots or something like that, and Joe Maginello's character was outside and he looked homeless? <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Imagine that scene happening behind something in How I Met Your, in your, uh, I Met your Father. I mean, that would be awesome. And yeah. he's just kind of like sitting there all scruffy looking or they happen to be at like frog lake and he's in the background and he's like coming up out of the water and he's all like and they're like what the hell is that guy doing don't they know this lake is polluted and you know like <laughs> yeah even like, yeah like even stuff like that not even not even just characters but like a mention of something like a frog lake oh, or yeah. or like gnb you know, or, or whatever. I feel like if they don't mention GMB, then it's definitely going to be like, it wouldn't just be hard to be like, oh, I got to swing by GMB in the morning and like take some cash out of the bank or something. Yeah, or like there's just like a GMB uh, ATM, as the, yeah. the, you know, just yeah. somewhere. They could easily sprinkle in stuff like that. And, I, and those are the things I'm super excited to like look out for. Yes, those so. little Easter eggs are, yes. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. I mean, but, uh, guys, yeah. you can jump on over to anchor.fm forward slash uh, last call H-I-M-Y-M. Let us know what you think is going to, you you know, maybe link these two shows together, who you'd like to see, what you want to see. We want to hear it from you guys. I mean, come that's on. Right. There it is down at the bottom. Leave us that nope, voice. That's message. wrong. That's off the ropes. Oh, that is off the ropes. You, you know what? <laughs> Leave us one down there, too. You know what? You like to talk wrestling? Leave us an off the ropes message. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. Uh, it would be good if I changed that up. <laughs> Apparently, I don't have an anchor one for last call, but here it is, Twitter, uh, and it's the same. It's the same uh, handle for for last call, or, yeah, for anchor for last call. H i m y m. Here we are, people. Oh, this man. is real, and I'm not going to edit that out. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Follow us so- on Off the Ropes. With John and Josh. Now that we've got a little <laughs> bit of the, the How I Met Your Father out the way, let's move on to this episode of How I Met Your Mother, Season right. 2, Episode 4, Ted Mosby, Architect. That's right. So this episode aired on October 9th of 2006. Of course, directed by Pamela Fryman. Written by Kristen Newman. This is her first of only two episodes that she writes. Uh, she also, I think, writes the 10th episode uh, of this season titled Single Stamina. It's the one with Barney's brother when they, when they go out to the club. Yeah. Uh, she also served as the uh, one of the co-executive producers for the entirety of season two uh, and also produced and wrote on shows like That 70s Show, The Neighbors, Chuck, and the recent Hulu hit, only Murders in the Building, which I have not yet watched, but I've heard a lot of good things about. 
You need to tweet at her and just say hello, Newman. <laughs> hello, Newman. I'll mm-hmm. just put I'll just put that gif there. That's it. Boom. That's all there is. Uh, so the summary for this episode: Barney tells Ted that single women like architects. It's true. But will Ted use this useful tidbit of information to cheat on Robin after they have their first fight? I guess we'll have to wait and see. That's right. So the episode opens up with Ted revealing that he and Robin have had their first fight. And the scene kind of jumps back and forth, which I thought was a a cool editing technique, uh, between Ted talking to Marshall and Barney about what is going on and Robin talking to Lily about what's going on. Uh, about yeah, but I thought on. it was weird. This is one of the few episodes <clears throat> that doesn't start out with future Ted. I mean, you hear him, but it's very short. It's, it's very, true. very short. and Because it, it, it essentially just jumps right in to them doing their thing, tell, you know, telling the, their respective friends there uh, what's going on. Yeah, that's why I didn't even bother putting him in in my opening yeah. piece. Well, like, I mean, like, it's normally like a little <laughs> bit of like a kids. Let me tell you about this. This one was just kind of like, eh. and that's like, bam. Yeah. It was super quick for him. Bob Saget. Maybe I'm wondering, maybe uh, he needed the, he needed, needed like the day off or something. He couldn't, couldn't yeah, do the recording. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bob Saget couldn't be found. He my was out of country. For an episode with Dave Coulier. Dude, that would be hilarious. He's like, ha, cut. It out. <laughs> that would be, you know, if they were gonna do a future voice for Marshall, should have been do Dave. Yeah, should have been Dave Coulier. <laughs> Come on, tell me that wouldn't been hilarious. It would have been pretty funny. Yeah, they Barney, reference Coulier in one episode. And yeah, he he comes he in. Cut it out. He comes in in the whether well, it's the much music thing about yeah. Robin Robin yeah. Sparkles later on. And he yeah. he does the cut it out, and I love how it's like. As future dad, like I always love that joke. Yeah, I love that. It's hilarious. Yeah, because he's uh he's like talk about how people thought it was him that she was singing about. Yeah, and that's a reference to. I mean, obviously we'll talk about all that when we get there, but it's a reference to Alanis Morissette because uh, they used to date, and it's believed Wait, Coulier dated Alanis Morissette. Yeah, and one what of her one of her songs was at least one of her songs is about him. Yeah. What? Yeah. She was the Taylor Swift before Taylor Swift. Well, cool. yeah, I mean, I knew that. But. Know what I mean? Like, T yeah. <laughs> Swift wrote a song about me once, dude. She she writes song about everybody. You get you you give her the wrong order at Starbucks, she's writing a song about you. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, so <laughs> it is revealed that the head architect at Ted's firm is unveiling a new building, and. uh this building, well, it's not your typical building, John. Why don't you tell the folks what this building looks like? Well, so it's a 78-story skyscraper that kind of looks, well, it looks like a giant um, dick. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it's like full pink marble, rounded top, has two spherical entryways. Some foliage, some so foliage. That you know. Yeah, you've trimmed that back. It'll make the whole thing look bigger. Huh. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, and it's funny because I on I had forgotten that this is where that started because this whole this whole thing comes back later on. Oh yeah, because we actually meet the head architect 
who's unnamed in this episode, and it winds up being Hammond Druthers, played by yep. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston, yep. And he comes in in like episode. It's like two episodes from now. It's like episode six. He comes. He first appears. Yeah, I had forgotten that this was the episode where that that part of it was uh, kind of like they spilled the beans essentially on it uh, on well, that yeah, joke. But- because I, that joke I, I, comes back, the whole thing about oh, the, yeah. the, the penis building. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I love that this is so... Because there's two ways to attack penis jokes. There's the Austin Powers ways to address penis jokes. Where you just hammer it home until it's dead in the ground. Until it's not funny anymore. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this way, where he's just like... like Marshall was like, oh, bet you that was hard. And, you know, or Barney gets his stab in there, and then, you know... Ted makes his joke at the end. Yeah. And it's like, they're all subtle. And I love how Robin's even like, oh, you know, there's all this foliage. If you trim that back, it'd look yeah. bigger. I mean, we get it. It's a fucking 78 fu- story dick. Yeah. It's funny. Cause, um, uh, you know, you mentioned that, you know, Marshall and Barney are telling jokes about this and I have that in my notes and that they do some fist bumps. And my original thought when I was watching this, I was like, oh man, they should have done high fives here. I thought that too, but and then I thought about it again after I watched it enough. Like I watched it earlier today before recording, and I realized Barney does fist bumps actually quite often, more often than like you the think. The high fives about. haven't started though. Yeah, at this point yet. But like one of his like most infamous things is where <laughs> he's at Stella's house. Yep, and he tries to get a fist bump and he does not put it down. Nope. You know, and so like it's, that thought came to my head. I was like, I guess it does make sense. Well, I mean, it's, it's funny because fist bumps, <clears throat> I mean, it really depends on what you're going for because fist bumps, in my opinion, like when you tell a good joke, I would rather fist bump a good joke than high five a good joke. But like my first thought when I think of Barney is a high five. Oh, you know what course. I mean? And so like I, and, and the high fives would have fit perfectly there. They would have. But then the fist bumps actually do work because he does use them, you know, later on. He does. So, uh, yeah. So I I, I was like, I guess my initial thought does not matter because, (laughs) yeah. What you think doesn't matter? (laughs) Know your role and shut your mouth. That's right. I don't want to. Anyways, Robin reveals that the fight did not end. This was... uh, it's not quite a pause situation like the way that Marshall and Lily have, but it just it. She just walks away essentially. Just walks away. Who walks yeah. away from a fight? Yeah, Robin apparently. Well, that's kind of that, that's kind of her thing. Um, well, it's funny because this is also kind of like a precursor to a later episode that you'll find out. Like when her and Ted get into fights later on, they don't actually solve the fights; they just have sex. Her and Barney do that, too, like stuff like that too. Yeah, and I mean, like it's just so kind it comes of around multiple times. I yeah. bet she does. Oh, it does. <laughs> it de- it's a, it's a definite character trait of hers. Oh, like yeah. and they keep that going uh, throughout pretty much the whole thing. Um, she tells Lily that uh, she just kind of shrugged off Ted's problems at work. She didn't. She just didn't want to listen to them. According to her, they're always the same, and. You know, her job's more interesting anyways, apparently, because, you know, she's a reporter, and that's more interesting. And I was like, man, she's like, I remember us talking about when the whole thing with Victoria was happening and how, like, she was acting like a like a total dick. Oh, yeah. To Ted, 
and it's happening again, like, like, and they're together. And I'm like, yeah, what is her deal here? Like, I, it seems to me almost like she's trying to self-sabotage here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I kind of got that feeling <laughs> as well. Cause like, I thought about that too. When like, I'm like, wow. So you're allowed to complain about your job or talk about your job because you're a reporter, but you can't listen to Ted when he's designing a building. Like, yeah. How hard would it be to just because, like, even Lily says it right afterwards. Lily's like, even if you don't want to talk about it, do something else and at least look into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, don't. And I'm like, everybody's had a fight that they don't want to be part of, and like, but you're there for it. Like, don't act like you're like better. It's 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 honestly, I think it's because she's she's so independent. Yeah, she she has kind of become selfish. And we we've seen this before. Remember, uh, I don't remember the guy's name. She was dating that guy, and she like didn't want to share the ice cream oh, yeah, and, and all that. Yeah, Mike, that was his name. She did it all with that guy too. Yeah, exact same type of behavior, you know. So like they set up this behavior before, but it's like it, it hits differently when she's doing it to some random dude versus yeah. Ted. You know the what main I mean? Character, yeah. And it's like, this is the thing that they've been kind of gearing towards is getting them together. And she's still acting like this. So it, it, it's kind of off-putting uh, at times when she does that. Uh, then she goes on and bashes the movie Field of Dreams, which uh, apparently <laughs> uh, Ted and the guys, uh, who they're super shocked and kind of disgusted by this. Uh, I want to ask, have you ever seen this movie? I've seen it once, like, a long, long, long time ago. I was probably still, like, youth when I saw it. I actually so, don't know if I've seen this movie. I don't think I have. I, I've never seen it as a, a, a recollecting adult. So, I mean, maybe yeah. I should, because this isn't the first time that I've... Like, this comes back around a couple times, and I was actually watching something the other day that was talking about how Ted really loves this movie. Yeah, And I was like... But is it really that good of a movie? And, like, even in the comments, it's like, you know, Field of Dreams is, like, it's a classic that holds up through all time. And I'm like, maybe I should give it a go as an adult. Yeah, same here. I really, I think I probably should. But I think it's really funny that Lily dismisses it. Like, oh, he's not really upset about this movie. He's more upset about the fact that you didn't listen to him. And they flash back over to the bar, and he's like... How do you, you like uh, feel the dreams? He has the moment with his dad at the end, and they get to play catch for the first time. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, I would yeah, get dude, that. He was so much. Dude, when she first says, because even before she bashes a field of dreams, she's like, who watches a movie more than like multiple times or something, you know, something along those yeah. lines. And I'm like, me? I, all the time? All I watch time. movies multiple times? Like, well, and then that's the thing, though, too. It's the same with Star Wars, though. When they, when we like yeah. later season uh, seasons, when we get into like the Stella shit, yeah, like it's like okay, that's that movie he watches when like he's down and when mm-hmm. he's sick, and like that's his comfort movie. Yeah. Now I know your comfort movie, unless it's changed, is gone in sixty seconds. That Jurassic Park is one. I love. I love. I that mean, you movie. you can't go wrong with Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um. But that would be like you're talking to a girl, and all of a sudden she's like, "Oh, I don't watch Jurassic Park or Gone in sixty seconds because those movies are for grody people." Your yeah. instantaneous reaction is going to be, "Oh, well, fuck her." 
Like, probably. sorry, get out. There's the door. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies I'd probably <laughs> say that with. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, my go-to movie is always The Crow. And yeah. I'm, I've just gotten to the point now where I tell people my favorite movie is The Crow. And I'm, I always respect the ag- reaction of, I've never seen it. Yeah. Because it's a lot more common that people haven't seen it but know of it. I'm... Like when I tell people like that my favorite movie is gone in six seconds, I'm always like expecting like them to either say I've never seen it or to bash it, mm. you know? And I'm always surprised anytime someone's like, Oh yeah, I love that movie. Well, you know what's always really surprised. funny though? Because there's a little bit of a, a bat and this is a side story to what we're talking about today. Uh but for people who don't know, Josh and I are from Dunkirk originally and the original gone in 60 seconds a lot of it is filmed in dunkirk new york yeah uh because the one of the main actors was from the local area so for the director the director is from the local area oh is that what it was was the director Halicki, Halicki, yeah i knew wasn't his like brother in the movie too i think so yeah like dies or something something but yeah so like for us to be from the local area and have a movie like that done here and then, you know, Nicolas Cage got to do the remake of Gone in 60 Seconds. And Josh loves that movie for all the right reasons. And I love it for all the wrong reasons. Uh, like, you know, she's a brick. But I mean, I mean, that's a great movie. And I'm getting off track of, uh, you know, How I Met Your Mother. But Welcome to the Gone in 60 Seconds podcast. <laughs> How many episodes you gone in sixty minutes? Where we spend an hour every week talking about the same movie. You know, we could probably get like a good like seven to eight podcasts out of that. I'm sure we could talk about different aspects, different cars. Yeah, you know. (laughs) But yeah, oh man, that's too funny. But yes, uh, so back to how I met your mother. Uh, Lily tries to make uh, Robin understand that. Listening to the boring stuff, that's part of being in a relationship. Uh, but then she also says, but, you know, if, he, if he's getting on your nerves a bit too much, you, you can just try to say the alphabet backwards in your head. You know, and, for in case you get pulled over by a cop. Yeah. Now, uh, can you do this? Nope. I, I, I tried doing it in my head. It, it was a little tricky. I got, I think I, I did it. I'd have to, you know, if I had said it out loud, I could listen back to make sure I got everything. But I think I did, but it was tough. Cause I have to like say a chunk of it forward in my head. Then I have to say it back. You know what uh, I mean? Cause otherwise I, I I'm mean, like, I don't know which one. Cause like that question, cause she's why? like, what the hell comes? It comes before Q. Like there were moments like that when I was like, what the hell comes before that? So I'd have to say, the letters the normal way, uh, like you know, like W X Y Z, and then that's why I'd, I'd say that chunk backwards, and you know what I mean? Yeah, elemental, 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 elemental P. But yeah, so it's uh, it's not easy. I'm sure there's people who can do it really easily, but I mean, I know people who can do it with like no thought, and I'm like, I'd be fucked. Yeah, me too. Uh, so after Robin decides that she should apologize to Ted, we flash over to the bar and the guys are recounting a scene from field of dreams. We're still going on about this movie, talking about it. Uh, then Marshall says, you know, forget about Robin, you know, they're going to go hang out, uh, at, uh, this party that Marshall's going to with all of his law school friends. 
And uh, Marshall gets kind of bummed out thinking about, you know, how he's going to have to tell everyone that he and, and Lily broke up uh, and, and gets real, real kind of sad. And he was super happy and then just bring, brought, you know, brought the entire thing right down. Uh, but Barney declines to go to the party as he's got tickets to Foxy Boxing. Not the first time, or not the last time we'll hear of Foxy Boxing either. That, that's true. Uh, and Ted says no because he has to work. Uh, and what he says <coughs> is a boring job because Robin seems to think so. Like he's being real sarcastic here, which I thought was funny. I just, this is some of the shit that pisses me off with the show sometimes is like, you get your happy moments where like, oh, they're finally together. Mm. Oh, but they're going to fight about something stupid like a job. Yeah. And it's like, we're already dealing with Marshall and Lily not being together. Like, why you got to give us issues in the other relationship we got going on right now? Right? Like, come on, the man. The other relationship. Not like Barney's ever in a relationship. No. And the few times he is, it's like, Okay. Yeah, you you expect Barney's to not work out. Just, exactly. Unfortunate for him. That's 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 the way it is. But uh, and speaking of Barney, Barney goes on uh, about how ladies think architects are hot. You know, uh, they create things, John. They they're do. like they're like God, and no one, according to Barney, is hotter than God. I thought well, it it's funny. It's line. funny because it's not until Ted starts talking to. The girl at the bar. I already forgot her name. Anna, I think. Something like that. She yeah. brings up the whole Brady Bunch thing. And I'm like, well, shit. I, you know, I've i never really thought about the fact yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, how, how, he says, how else do you think Mr. Brady scored a babe like Carol? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's a true statement. Because, I mean, how would Mr. Brady score someone like Carol? I mean, it's not like he was a bad looking dude or anything. No, but... no. I mean, he was a good looking guy, but. Imagine being like, yeah, I got three fucking kids and their mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my God, I have three daughters who need a daddy. Yeah. And then no. they're like, oh, my he God. Was, he was totally like, what, what was his name? Was he was he Greg or was that one of the kids? That was one of the kids. His name was Mike. It was Mike, Mike. Brady. He's like, Mike Brady, architect. Yeah, you know it. And she's just like, take me right here, wherever they were. <laughs> they're probably at the grocery store when he did this. I don't know. Just take She's me like, on this pile of apples right here. <laughs> take me on this pile of apples. <laughs> oh, a Brady Bunch podcast. That's what we should do next. There it is. There it is. A very, bra- very a very Brady, Brady, Brady podcast. <laughs> a very Brady podcast. Yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I got I lo- about a hundred things I want to talk about about Sam the Butcher always getting free <laughs> meat from the Bradys. Dude, that's man, not a euphemism. I think Sam the Butcher was banging Alice. I'm just saying. You're joking, right? Because they were definitely dating on the show. Oh, were they? I don't know. I didn't watch enough of that show. But, <laughs> but th- another side thing is, is that he was constantly bringing meat to the Bradys. Okay. He'd be like, oh, I just happen to have this flank steak or like this meat that could feed this entire family of nine. Do you think you know? this was like stolen meat? You think he was like a mob guy? No, he ran a butcher. Do you not watch the Brady's? He no. ran a butcher shop. And you got to have a front if you're in the mob. Come on, man. But here's the real question, though. Just he saying. runs the butcher shop. He's giving them all this meat. Is he using that as a tax write-off, or is he just really taking a huge loss? No, I think he's getting something in return that we don't know about. Well, I mean, he was definitely banging Alice. Well, but that's not that. the point. 
Maybe Mr. Brady was doing some sort of work for him. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe he was architecturally designing some like some like, you know, safe houses or whatever for, you know, like (laughs) drug stashes for him. I don't know. I just saying it's weird because like if you think about it, the Brady's had three kids each, the two adults plus Alice. That's a nine person household. That's a, yeah. You're not going to convince me that that amount of meat he was bringing was anything less than like hundred, two hundred dollars worth of meat every time. Yeah, I mean, I don't. <laughs> he must have been making some bank. It's kind of like Home Alone. The dad was making. There's a theory that he worked for the Bob. That he was like, oh, a, yeah. what was he like, an accountant or something like that? Something like that. And I'm like, who had that this huge ass giant house? house could afford to take. All of those, like fifty, at least fifteen people, or something like that, to Paris. <laughs> yeah, and I like that's that's money. This this yeah. dude, this dude ain't your normal accountant. No way. See, I love how we can have one conversation spawn off into like. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> he works for the Irish mob. Uh, <laughs> he, he he was he was cooking their books because he's the accountant. I'm just saying, it, it all fits, and I would love to see that movie. That's the one I I would explain why Kevin would know how to do all these like small things. He's picking up a lot of like trap making shit from like one of the mob people. Yeah, he's like, look, Kevin, this is how you heat up a fucking uh, Uncle Seamus showed me. Uncle Seamus. (laughs) That's all right. Back to how I met your mother. (laughs) That's how you do it. Uh, So uh, a bit later, uh, Robin and Lily head over to the bar. Carl, he's hitting on Lily real hard, you know, yeah, offering man, her free drinks. Yeah, man, he's even, like, trying to hide it. Yeah, man. Like, was... A lot of free drinks over the days, Lily. Dude, you know? man. And she's like, do you really want to be the the guy who hits on the fucking girl and sleeps with her? Yep. <laughs> he's like, it depends. He has another free drink. She's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't blame him, dude. She's hot. So, I get I mean, it. I mean, totally I get it, though. It. Allison Hannigan's also on your list, though, bro. Very true. Here's the thing, though. If you got to bang Allison Hannigan, would you want to bang Allison Hannigan or one of the many faces of Allison Hannigan? That's a good question. Like, would you want her to be all geeky and nerdy like uh, Michelle from American Pie? Would you want her to do some, like, dark magic incantation like Dark Willow? Or would you want her to be like um, Lily Aldrin? I'd be down for some Dark Willow action. Just saying. She just starts screaming a bunch of shit in Latin, puts in I some mean, black contacts, punches you in the face, rips <laughs> your dick off, and then shoves it in your mouth. I mean, I hope not. I, I mean, I really hope that's not how this goes down. But start anywho, to- <laughs> this episode is off to a great start. Well, I mean, uh, it was off the ropes for a few seconds. It definitely was, man. This shit was off the rails from the get. Uh, so Robin says out loud, uh, I wonder where Ted went. And the friend of, uh, of, I think her name was Anna, her yeah. friend who was sitting there, which I think is first off hilarious. If you watch the scene, cause like I, I've watched this episode like three times. So uh, when you watch the scene, Ted is specifically talking to Anna. Yep. N- not talking to this other girl, but this other girl is like super engaged in the conversation like her facial expressions and everything, like, but she's being completely ignored. Well, it's funny because you're going to make a comment here about this girl. 
And when it gets to like the next part of this little conversation, I've got something to address about it, and it just made me laugh. Okay, so uh, this friend comes uh, up to them, and she's like, "Are you talking about Ted Mosby, the architect?" And they're like, "Yeah." So she tells them, uh, you know, this little story about how Ted was hanging out with them at the bar, kind of flirting it up, and, and invited them to a party. To a party. To a party. And uh, Robin's not phased at all. No, and I thought that was weird. She's, like, not phased at all. Even when the friend is like, oh, he left with my friend, and she's super hot. Yeah, it's funny, because, yeah, she's like, uh, in my mind... has a super great butt. Yeah, well, because Robin's like, uh, in my mind, she's fat. And then the friend jumps, and she's like, actually, she's a kickboxing uh, instructor, and her ass looks better than my face. And there's where I have my comment. Okay. The friend wasn't that hot. I don't know. I thought she was pretty damn cute. And she was know. cute, but I mean, she's not like Robin pretty or Lily pretty. She's definitely not Victoria pretty. I mean, I, I'll i say this. I actually think she's better looking than, than Robin, but I could agree on the other two. <laughs> I could agree she, on that. Maybe it's just because she wasn't... I mean, I don't know. I don't have a very big definition for like what I find attractive. I usually don't find girls like her though. I don't know what it was about her, but she's hey, that you know what? That's fair. You know, is what it is. I, I would have instantly, if it had been me, I would have been like, I guess I got nothing to worry about. Then I'll go back to the drinks. You go. I don't think you would have. If she was flirting with you, you'd be all up on that, and you know. Well, you I would. mean, but I would have been a woman at this point in the bar. Like, well, that's true. I'm just saying, uh, if, if she was flirting with you, I, honestly, if you were a woman, maybe you still would have. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe. How am I supposed I to know? know? I don't How know. am I supposed to know, John? <laughs> uh, so we we get to the party, the law party, and it's oh, wild, wow. man. This, this this party is is kicking. It's like it's a Reminds wild. We have party. a few college parties we attended. That's true, man. That's exactly what I thought. And then this heavy set dude comes out. <laughs> he's in his underwear. He's got a bunch of beer bottles like taped around his waist like a belt, and he yells out, "Who wants to shave my ass?" And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, I, I, I know some people who uh, I, I could have seen doing stuff like that. <clears throat> Don't you even know? <laughs> I would never have done that. No, you're right. You're right. You would have been completely naked while you were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> that's that's how this rolls. Like the time I ran down the street naked screaming, help, help. I've escaped from Kevin Spacey's basement. Yep, and and uh, how relevant that would become later, you know, years later that we didn't even know. Like, <laughs> whoo-wee, man. Oh, man. Something, something else, something else. Uh, so uh, we finally, you know, get uh, a little visit here from future Ted, finally. You know, he we heard a little bit of him at the beginning. And yeah. he pops in here, says that this guy went on to become a Supreme Court justice. Which I thought was uh, pretty funny because it, it, it kind of it's funny because it's kind of topical. I'm not going to get you know super political or anything, but there was stuff similar to this that kind of rose up when Brett Kavanaugh got put in to Supreme Court justice. By oh Trump. really? Yeah, he was like a a frat guy, party guy kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh. So like when I watched this, I was like. Oh, so that's that's what that would have looked like. Okay, I, I wonder sense. though if he serves Supreme Court when uh, Marshall does. That's like, a good question. Yeah, that's a Supreme good question. Fudge judge. Yeah, is uh, 
is is he a Supreme Court justice? Because Supreme Court justices are for life. Yeah. So my question then, I guess, would be when is Marshall is like, when do they become? So, I mean, obviously, at uh, some point, they're Supreme Court justices together. But like, I'm curious who was actually first, because I don't know. They don't actually say when this guy became one. No. Nope. Um, and I don't remember if they say when specifically Marshall became one, but I yeah. don't think so. But yeah. So, yeah, just, we know at least two uh, Supreme Court justices in the world of uh, I've Met Your Mother now. Supreme Judge Fudge. <laughs> or is it Judge Fudge Supreme or Fudge Supreme? I think I, like I think even, the Supreme is at the end. I like that even better, though. Yeah, I think I think the Supreme is at the end. Anyways, uh, then a young Joe Manganiello walks up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, first time we, we see him. Uh, we later on learn his name is Brad. We don't, we, you know, we don't get his name yet in this episode, but no. we do later on learn. And he comes back many times throughout many the times. series. Many uh, times. Which I think, I mean, you talked about him uh, earlier when we were talking about the Frog Lake thing. Yep. You know, so, and, and that's way later. You know, that's toward the end of the series. Uh, he's already looking like, uh, like his, like himself, like he looks now all jacked and shit. Oh yeah, you know, like Magic Mike style. He or he's already looking like that uh, when it comes to that episode. Uh, so he has the girls fill out this liability waiver, which I thought was hilarious because they're a bunch of lawyers. You know, you want to make sure you know if anything oh, happens, yeah. nobody gets sued. I like that. Uh, and they ask the girls ask if uh, if he's seen Marshall uh, and Ted. And he tells them uh, about how Ted was kind of chatting up this girl, making some moves. And then we see Brad uh, ask the big guy if we'll shave his ass tonight. So, like, we see we go back into the earlier part of the night and we see where that kind of that moment that we see when they first walk in is instigated from, which I thought was cool. Uh, so then uh, we see Marshall. And he's talking to the group, and he tells them, you know, that he and Lily broke up, and they all start acting like lawyers, you know, talking about, you know, the rent lease, uh, how he can claim her stuff after thirty days. Yep. And, and then, then the, the one chick's like, "Well, I'd sue her." Yeah. And Brad's like, "On what grounds?" Oh, on what grounds? Yeah. <laughs> then she takes like a swig off of a uh, beer bong and falls off the winds up falling off the couch, and then future Ted comes back and he says. Uh, she would go on to become uh, the attorney general, uh, which I thought eternal. was funny. She's also, we don't know this yet, but that is Kara, Brad's girlfriend, which we find out his like, on again, oh, off again shit, girlfriend. No way. Yeah, that's, that's that. Kara. Yeah, that is Kara that we uh, meet a few times. I think we meet yeah. her later on. At again. least once. Uh, it's uh, the episode where the brunch uh, episode. The brunch episode. Yep. Yeah. Later on, not not the brunch episode that we just had last episode. No. That was called brunch. Yeah. But there's a, a bigger brunch. It's episode the one there. where uh, Marshall and him are going on a bunch of like bro, bro mm-hmm. dates. Yeah. And then towards the end of the episode, like you get introduced to her again. Yeah. And it's him and her walk off. Uh, Marshall's like he tells Ted, he goes, "I just need to hear this right now, but tell me." He looked fat. Yeah, and I love that. He's like, oh, totally fat. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, so then he uh, start, you know, he starts talking about Ted again. Uh, and the girl, uh, Anna, I believe is her name, uh, asks him to go dancing at a club. 
And he says, yes, Robin is shocked. She's like, he, he, he wouldn't go to a club. This all kind of stems from everything that happened in OK Awesome. OK you know, Awesome. We, we kind of find out clubs is not a place that Ted likes to be. Uh, and then Ted asks Marshall to go with them, and they kind of they take off. Robin and Lily uh, decide that they're going to go as well. But first, uh, Robin tries to call Ted, doesn't answer, which I thought was interesting um, because I don't want to. I mean, if, if you're listening to this, I would hope that you have at least watched this episode. We find out later on he's actually at work. Yeah. And I thought about and that. He doesn't too. answer like he doesn't even at least like look at his phone. He could have, you know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's Robin. Maybe I should answer this. You know what I mean? Right. Do- doesn't even doesn't even do that. Uh, but he doesn't answer. And then so she calls Marshall, who's at the club. Uh, and he says that Ted is working. And so since she thinks that as far as she knows, Ted's at the club and thinks that uh, Marshall's lying. And assumes now that Ted is cheating on her. Yep. Yeah. So you know, and she just starts to kind of like spiral out because of this. You know, like she was fine with Ted just kind of like flirting, blowing off some steam. But as this night builds, you can just see her spiraling and spiraling oh, yeah. down, and more and more and more uh, as we go because she knows that she fucked up. You know that she, she done sh- fucked up. She done fucked up. So they head over to the club, uh, <coughs> and there's this big bouncer guy there, uh, and they ask uh, if if they've seen Ted and Marshall. Uh, though he's like, you got to be, you know, uh, you got to be m- more specific. Uh, she she only winds up like describing them. Doesn't use yeah, actually like, use their names. Like a six foot four dude yeah. and a smaller guy with them, and he's like. There have been a lot of people through here tonight. You're gonna have to refresh my memory. Yeah. And she's like, one Lily of them's goes, an architect. Well, no, because Lily's like, oh, I get this. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. how this works. And she pulls out like a twenty. Yeah. And hands him a twenty. He's like, thanks. But there have been a lot of people who came through here tonight. You're really gonna have to refresh my memory. <laughs> and I'm like, first off, he was being legit when he was like, you're gonna like, you could tell he wasn't being funny. Like, slip me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh, here's money, and then expects the money back. Yeah. She was like, oh, "Okay, you get that? No, no." And but then, the, yeah, but as soon as he hears "architect," he's like, he's "Oh like yeah, Ted Mosby. Ted Mosby, the architect." So I got a funny, a cool little side note about this bouncer. This bouncer, we learn his name is Vinny. We learn that later on, uh, and this is not the first time that we have seen him. I was gonna say, don't we see him during one of the? He is the bouncer at Club OK during OK Awesome. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. He is. It's the same guy, and he's wearing the same outfit. I mean, that's a pretty standard city bouncer outfit. So. Yeah, so I thought that was really cool that he came back as a bouncer. And it got me thinking, he could be another one we see in How I Met Your Father. He could just think, they go to a, you know, these young adults, they go out to yeah. a club, and Vinny's the bouncer. Come on, that would, yeah, that be, would awesome. be pretty cool. You know, I feel like only like the hardcore fans would catch that. And I think it would be awesome. Like, I want to see Vinny a- as the bouncer. Vinny Mac. <laughs> Vinny Mac. That's right. Uh, so uh, he, says, he tells them that they had already left. And uh, he tells them what he remembers, you know, uh, about this girl. You know, this girl. who He knows the girl, though. Uh, Anna. They're talking. You know, her and Ted are talking. 
and Ted gives her a piggyback ride back to her apartment and all this stuff. Uh, Marshall tries to convince him not to go. Because he's not acting like himself. Yeah, you're not acting like yourself, Ted. And so Robin wants to know where this girl's apartment is because she wants to kick the shit out of her, you know? And so she winds up trading her purse because they ain't got no more money because Lily gave up the you know her last bit of money. And she trades her purse for the information. And I love the little bit of line that she she's like, yeah, she's lucky this isn't my this wasn't my big purse because it does I, it didn't have enough room for my for gun. The gun. Yep. And I'm like, holy shit, bitch would have shot someone. <laughs> well, and I, and I love that she says that too because that is totally a Robin moment. Oh yeah, it doesn't have enough room for my gun, and I'm like, well. That's it's a- fun. It also made me think of of a future episode. Remember the episode where she keeps like misplacing her gun? Yes. <laughs> she's like, "Oh no, I hope that wasn't my gun." And like the dude she's dating gives like, "Oh, there's my gun." Yes, played by uh Oh my god. The the one dude, it's the it's the guy who Oh my god, I can't remember his name. He's, he's in uh out of she's out of my league though. He plays the fr- uh the guy who ends up with Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I found your gun." She's like, "Oh, I was, I saw, I thought this, you know." I was looking for that. And then like, sure, she's just episode. misplacing guns. It's like, oh my goodness. Yep. Come on, Robin. Like, holy shit. <laughs> then uh, the same episode, she loses it again. Yep. Funny story. I lost it again. <laughs> never, never comes back up. Just saying, and I'm pretty sure it never comes back up. Uh, so uh, they go. They wind up going over to this girl's apartment. Uh, Robin kind of hesitates a bit because she she comes to the realization that maybe she's the the problem, yep. you know. And she's not. She's the one who wasn't listening and all this other stuff. Maybe she drove Ted. She turned this honest guy into a cheater. But Lily convinced her. It's like, no, no, you're going to go in there and you're going to whoop this girl's ass, which I think is funny because like before. Lily was like trying to like change the entire episode. She's been trying to like change Robin's thought process, whether it be about, uh, you know, what Ted's mad about, uh, whether it be about uh, whether or not she should be mad at Ted for like go like inviting these girls to the club. And now this, like she's really been pushing Robin to to feel the way she feels, which I thought I think is an interesting. I, yeah, you know what I mean because she wants she wants to feel these feelings again because she doesn't have Marshall, and well, she she says, she, that, she says that yeah yeah. And so like I think that's what it is. I think she's almost like envisioning what if this was Marshall, and so she's kind of projecting how she would feel. Yeah, you know what I mean on onto Robin, but yeah. So I, th- I thought that was well. I mean, I think it also it, it stems back to that very first season when Mar- um, they go on the double date, and it's mm-hmm. it's the Halloween episode with the Mike character. Yeah, Robin doesn't know how to be in a fucking relationship with a guy. It's true. Like like this whole episode, she's been very chill about Ted going out with another girl, and now all of a sudden, like he's on the other side of this door with another chick. What the fuck is going on inside of this apartment? Yeah. And up until this moment, she's been like, oh, it's been no big deal. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's no big deal. And now she's, like, faced with it. And Lily's got to kind of help her be like, 
this isn't right. Like, this isn't how a relationship should be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they decide to go in. And who do they find? And who do they find, John? Barney Stinson, architect. Barney Stinson. And he's tied to the bed with his own uh, necktie, which... On the third watch, I caught this. I I don't. I wasn't thinking about it. wasn't paying attention. What color is his necktie and and purple. also his shirt? It's purple. So I I because I remember that you had sent me that thing about the whole color theory and everything, and I looked it back up again so I could be like, okay, well, what specifically is this color theory, and how would it relate to why Barney would have purple? And I was reading through it, and so Ted's happiness counterpart is yellow. You know, yep. that, that's the whole thing, the yellow umbrella, all this other. Robin's counterpart is purple. And it made me wonder, is this a foreshadow of the relationship between Robin and Barney? Or at, at the very least, maybe like a hint at Barney's feelings toward her? I don't know. What are your thoughts? See, I always, I thought of it as a, a 50-50 <clears throat> of like, it was purple. It was an indicator that she was, because she even says like, "Oh man, it's not Ted." Like, "Oh, she's yeah. happy, she's relieved," but at the same time, she says, "Look at me, I'm acting out of character. I'm acting like a jealous person. This isn't me." It's a foreshadow of the breakup. Okay, I could see, and that. that's yeah. how I saw that. All was, right, because the purple yellow is supposed to reflect around like mostly Ted, but it, it follows the rest of the cats too. Yeah, and I saw I saw this one as being more of a this is what we have in the future, and she's already seeing indicators that she's not happy with the way the relationship is going, and I was like, oh fuck, yeah, okay. I, I thought that as soon as I saw that too, I was like, of course he's fucking tied up by tied up by purple. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, okay. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, so they they untie him. They, you know, they ask him how he got there, and, and he tells them the story. So we we go all the way back to the to the uh, when they were at the bar before, uh, you know, right before uh, Ted and and the girls and everything. And so Ted's chatting up Anna, and then Barney comes back in after he had left because he had like forgotten something. I think. Yeah. And. He tries to get like Ted to like to introduce him, and uh, Ted winds up leaving. But he had never told them his name. No, nope. which I thought was weird. Yeah, he because like I mean we see it. He just goes up and starts talking, and it was like pretty much right after that that Barney comes back in. So I mean he didn't really have a chance to say his name the way he started the conversation. True, and so Barney hears that like, he heard her say that we and we don't even know your name. And he decides he's going to jump on that. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry my intern had to leave. But uh, yeah. Ted Mosby, architect. architect. And then we see all like all these previous scenes that we got to see before, but played out with Barney instead of Ted. Uh, you, know, you know, we see him at like the party, at the club and all this stuff. And which the it just of- it, it tells everybody in the audience, boom, this wasn't, you know, it. it now we know exactly how it all happened. Well, the funny why thing is, they would only think one of the scenes actually changes, and that's what mm-hmm. kind of amazes me. <laughs> Barney can hold his own conversation about architecture, which is absolutely phenomenal that you know he's able to do that. Yeah, 
but the only one that actually changes is when they're outside the club and Marshall's trying to stop Barney from leaving. And it's because the way it originally plays out, he's like, you know, aren't you afraid someone else is going to find out, Ted? Yeah. And, it's the way it's like, Marshall says it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that's the whole thing that changes. He's like, aren't you afraid someone else is going to find out? Ted? Ted? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that yeah. makes sense now. But I mean, for those of us who are diehard fans, and this is like our 900th time watching the show, we already knew. Yeah. But yeah, so, it, it was cool to see it kind of play out back and forth like that and how it how it did change. Yeah, um, you know how, and it, it is funny because there is actually, um, like a like a filming goof. When Barney comes back into the bar, it's it's a shot of you know. So like we see the corner of the bar, and Ted is chatting up the girl, and Barney comes in through the door. Yeah, but at the beginning, when Ted is chatting her up, we don't see Barney come through the door, even though we should. Time like with the amount sure. of time that the sure. camera is filming that part of the scene, yeah, we yeah. should see him come back through the door, but we don't. Uh, which I thought was I was like, all they had would have had to have done was like either cut that just a little bit or extend how long it takes him to come into the bar. And then it would have, it would have matched up better, but yeah, they didn't. That would have been cool. Yeah, but they didn't, (laughs) unfortunately. Uh, So he gets dressed and, uh, you know, like you mentioned before, you know, Robin, she doesn't like how she's been acting, you know, she doesn't know if, if she can do this whole relationship thing. And this is where Lily tells her, she's like, I wish that I could feel that way. I wish that I could, I could feel like, you know, essentially like she, she's, you know, letting somebody down or doubt, you know, all these, all these jealousy type feelings because she doesn't have anybody. She doesn't feel anything, you know? And it's like, it kind of hits you, you know, it's like Lily is hurting. We haven't really, we've seen Marshall hurt. Oh yeah, you know, like we saw a lot of that, but we haven't really seen much of her hurting, and no, we, re- no. we do really get to see it here. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's sad. It is very sad. Uh, so they go to leave, uh, but Barney decides he's gonna he's gonna leave this girl a letter. <laughs> he has a form letter for these types of situations. I think it's a great letter, though. <laughs> It's a fill in the blank, like it is. It's so it's it's so bad, but it's so funny. It's the <laughs> it's the right before the credits hit though that really kills me with this like this whole scene though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we'll like he leaves, yeah. Because uh, the, they they go to leave, he does that, and after uh, Robin goes for a walk, and she's thinking about everything. She ends up stopping uh, to see Ted at work. Yep. You know, they talk it out and she apologizes and everything. And he shows her the building and, and, and they kind of chuckle about it. And then he shows her the building that he's designing. Which and, is funny because this is the first time we see the future GMB tower. Yeah. And future future Ted talks about, you know, uh, you know, that that building in Spokane. You know, that was my, my the first building I ever designed, you know. And, and so, like, right away, we know. That this building of his gets made. Yep. You know, they don't hide that from us. You know, they right away they, they let us know. And then throughout throughout we, we get to see that happen, which is cool. Uh then they make out a bit, and then we flash back, here we are, we flash back to the girls to Anna's apartment, 
as she's reading Barney's letter. <laughs> dear he, resident. Yeah, dear resident. He uh, he claims that he's a ghost. I can actually uh okay, so I can I can get this letter and read it. But the I want to I have a little side note about this whole thing because uh it, it took me on a little on a little path. This is the girl who creates the website tedmosbyisajerk.com. Oh my god, no way. And this is the catalyst for her doing that. No way. Yeah, she even puts the letter on the website cuz the website is active. You can go to tedmosbyisajerk.com yeah, yeah. right now. You can see the letter which is there which is hilarious. She uh she <laughs> What she she like writes on it and she's like, "Who's Barney? T- uh, t- look at Ted Mosby. Something like like look at Ted Mosby trying to use a fake name. Ah. Like she still thinks it's Ted, uh, and it like makes him like a bigger jerk because of that. There's also the three Ted Mosby porno movies, like the the case covers, yeah, on there because it's like he's also a porn star." And it's it's got uh, uh, Ted Mosby is Lance Hardwood sex architect. That's got uh, I think it's like the sex bus, and then the sex truck is the other one. Yeah, those are on there. It's it's hilarious. Oh, I it's highly true. recommend it. People go to Ted TedMosby.com or Ted Mosby is a jerk.com, and uh, I think you'll enjoy what you find. It's really funny though because she comes back during the uh, the episode where Barney's trying to figure out who's sabotaging his yeah like, the the bracket the bracket thank yeah. you and I think that's next he, season yeah no think, it can't be yeah I think it's when like, I looked it up it said it was season three it's like season three episode fourteen I think it said is next season Stella already yeah holy fuck yeah Stella comes in um. But yeah, so you know, we get the whole um the bracket episode and Barney goes to try to figure out who's sabotaging his relationships and he goes into the one diner and he's like, you know, t- he's like trying to apologize and that's when he's like uh oh, Ted Mosby is a jerk.com and he gets up on the chair he's like Ted Mosby is a jerk. And he's like you can go on there, you can. And I'm like, wow, first off, for Barney to do that, like what an asshole. It's true. I'm like, second off, for this girl to not realize that, like, because, like, Ted later on becomes, like, Time People magazine cover and shit like that. Yeah, She's yeah. going to see that. She should have realized at some point the Ted Mosby she met was not the Ted Mosby who is, like, a famous architect. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because there's also, like, drawings on the website. Oh, boy. And, it, and it, they're clearly of Barney. Like these little like drawings, like him getting tore up by wolves and ah. uh, so it's obviously it's like doodles that she did that she spoke. <laughs> I might just have to go peruse the uh, yeah. Website. I highly recommend it, people. Ted Mosby is a jerk. dot com. There's a whole bunch of websites There's that are also still Ted active. Mosby is not a jerk. Yeah. Dot com. There's a ton of websites uh, that are still active for this uh, for this show. It's it's incredible. Uh, and obviously we will, you know, I will yeah. bring them all up as they come through, uh, and whatnot. Cause they are pretty, pretty awesome. But that is the episode season two, episode four, Ted Mosby architect. 
Uh, John, well, what are your final thoughts on the episode? Dude, I love this episode. It's so it's, good. This is like, this, like I said, it's one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of the season. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I for, always forget that there is this little tidbit of an episode because it's just so quick and it doesn't feel like a 22 minute episode. It feels like it goes by like boom. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's it holds your attention the whole time. You're like, what the fuck is going on? It sets up a lot of stuff. You know, like we meet future characters that come back like brad oh yeah uh we we set up ted's architecture firm and and the the penis building and everything that comes back later on that's a penis that's a penis you know the whole the anna thing that comes back later on like we just talked about it sets up a lot that you know if you're watching if you're watching it for the first time you have no idea what is about to hit you in the face in this show you know, it's in, and that's what I love about this show. They're able to sprinkle in these things where you have no idea what's what's about to come at you. No sprinkles because no. sprinkles cost extra. Fair, that's fair. Maybe I like to splurge. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you've got money to fucking splurge, then you need to pay the electric bill because it's your month to pay the electric. Fair, uh, but I may not be able to pay the electric bill. But one thing I can do is bring us into our next segment. Our lovely beloved segment, Barney's blog. That's right. Suit up, bitches. <laughs> you know it. I know it. I love it. You love it. This one is entitled Where's Occupation Stimulation? Ooh. That's the name of this one. It uh th- it was posted on Tuesday, October 10th, 2006 at 3:40 p.m. and it reads Fingering through my mail sack, I stumbled upon the following from blog reader Kobe. And the uh, Kobe writes, I need advice. I teach, and for some reason, chicks don't dig it. I teach blind kids. Uh, chicks don't dig it. I need a job, a woman, and a suit. Help me, Barney Wan. You're my only hope. And so Barney uh, goes on. He says, if you're dropping Star Wars references and emails to strangers, then I am your only hope. That said, Kobe, you're in luck. You don't need to change your job. Just embrace it. Like my best friend Ted, you're sitting on a veritable ass mine with your bro fashion. I would rank blind kid teacher slightly above architect and only slightly below muscular ice cream maven <laughs> as far as attractive jobs go. In fact, your occupational tractor beam is so powerful, I'll bet even your students can see it. The key, which is funny because they're blind. The key to unlocking the power of any vocation is in the, uh, the presentation. You must first select a receptive target and then judiciously leak some hints about your job. Don't worry. If you don't have a naturally uh, attractive job like Kobe's bleeding heart gig, or an irresistibly magnetic occupation such as my own, which, you know, nobody fucking knows what it is uh, (laughs) until much later on, uh, you can simply adopt a new persona. Below is a chart of a few vocations you can try on your broing out. Just this weekend, I played architect to great effect. He does. And and so he gives a, a little chart. It's got four different employment uh, it says employment opportunities. It's got four different jobs that you can use, uh, and it tells you the you know the target, like who you would use it on. Uh, gives you a sample line and then some notes. 
So I'm going to uh, go through these. I've got school teacher says target anyone with a weakness for children or librarians. Okay. Okay. S- sample line you could use. Uh, and all this time I thought I was teaching them. But it says, caution, you may bag a strict disciplinarian, exceptional or horrible, depending on personal preference. Yeah, you know. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Uh, so then we got former athlete. So targets would be sporty spices, uh, girls wearing a sports jersey slash bra, and tall chicks. And his sample line, I was a swimmer then. Actually, I was headed for gold in Barcelona, but I pulled my groin doing the breaststroke. Still, I'm completely hairless and aerodynamic. <laughs> and his note says, be sensible, i.e. if you don't look like a football player, don't claim to be one. Make sure you know which team she's rooting for. Uh, a misspoken phrase could be the difference between the penalty box and no box at all. <laughs> Wordplay. Wordplay. Uh, so then we've got firefighter. You could use this one. Hell yeah. Uh, he said, any girl, anytime, any place. His line, people ask me, how can you devote your life to a profession so dangerous solely to benefit others? To them, I ask, how can I not? It's a good line. Uh, and then uh, his his notes for that says, seriously, you can really, ha- uh, so it says, seriously, you really have to try to screw this one up. Everyone loves a fireman, even dudes. There you She's go. Saying, and then uh, the last one he has is artist. And so your target is uh, hippies, repressed businesswoman, and uh, impressionable co-eds. His line for that one, some call my work postmodern, but I think my art, really all art for that matter, is universal. And he says, know a little something about art, then claim you don't want to get typecast. Fair. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, folks, is Barney's blog. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so that's all that uh, I've got for this episode of Last Call at McLaren's. John, you got anything else you want to add? No, not really. Well, then let the fine folks know that they can bug you on the internet. Well, I mean, you can always bug me in the same places. I'm on Twitter right here. It's Simply Sane J1. Corresponds with my podcast and my blog, Simply Sane with J, uh, the Not Your Mama's podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you can always feel free to hit me up on Twitter. Find me on Facebook at J John Made. Uh, you know, I'm always there too. I'm not, I'm not like this guy over here who has like 17 different Twitter handles and active accounts. Josh, what about you? Where can they, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh my God. Cause I finally got this one. You can find him at JP. Uh, J- it's JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. You got it, sir. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter at movie blog. Merck. That's right down here at movie blog. Merck. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merck with a Movie Blog. Uh, if you are into DC Comics, check out my site, DC Comics News. It's at DC Comics News. If you like wrestling, be sure to check out our show, Off the Ropes with John and Josh. That's at Off the Ropes JJ on the Twitters and the oh, uh, yeah. Anchors and all them jazzes. Uh, and be sure to follow us right here. On Last Call McLaren's, that's at Last Call H I M Y M on Twitter, on uh, Anchor, 
Uh, we don't have a Patreon yet. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we will. If we do, well, I'll let you know. Uh, I don't know what we would do for one. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Right. You know, we've got apparently got a decent amount of fans. If uh, if there's some content you would love to see, if you'd be willing to sign up for a Patreon to get some awesome extra content, you let us know. You know, wherever you can uh, send stuff. Uh, hell, you can email us at lastcallhimym at hotmail dot com. I have an true. email for it, so you can you can uh, send whatever there or hit us up on Twitter again at lastcallhimym. And be sure to catch us every Monday. Six o'clock. I try to get this thing uh, posted on uh, the video on the movie, Merc with the Movie Blog YouTube channel, or on the Last Call at McLaren's uh, podcast feed on all your podcast uh, platforms. And uh, coming up soon, How I Met Your Father. We're going to be dropping those on Fridays, so be sure to listen. All right, uh, that's about all that I got for him, John. What do you got? Listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. All right. Catch you guys next time.